Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is ESPN 1530, an iHeartRadio station. Thank you for listening to Don't Question Yourself right here on ESPN1530.com. I am Mario Doremus. As always, I am Taryn Bland. And it's June. Big fact. We're going in, we're actually approaching summer now. Big facts, big facts. The beautiful queen city of Cincinnati big is probably at, it, at its peak right now. N- not sports-wise. But I mean, a lot of lot of positive things going on in the city for sure. Outside of the, the Reds, but we're getting closer to football season. Big facts. NBA season just ended. Did you watch the finals? Did you watch Game Four? Yes, I did. It was essentially what everybody thought it was going to be. It was my. It, it was worse than what I thought it was going to be. I mean, I I, I told you what was going to happen. I, t- I I knew this. Was, I knew that was gonna happen. I told you I, we've seen this before. This was, a, this was what the Warriors did to the Cavs in NBA Finals. The Cavs did to my Raptors in the second round of the playoffs. This is exactly we've seen this play out before. The series went exactly like the Cavs Raptors series. I, I I knew this was happening. I knew this, I seen this coming. I'm not surprised how the series went at all. So after when did when did you think that the broom was coming out after Game Two? Yeah, I think after Game Three, I was I said they had to win Game Three, otherwise it would be a sweep. I called it. I mean, I I, I said I, I tweeted put on, put on my Facebook page. Uh, the Cavs were going to lose a heartbreaking game, which it wasn't a heart. It, it was a heartbreaker, but it wasn't like game, how the Raptors lost as a buzzer beater. But Kevin Durant definitely broke their hearts. No, you I, you had to win that game, especially when Steph Curry only scores eleven points that game. No, but. Game one. Game one was so big for the the tone of the series. I still in my heart believe if Cleveland can pull out game one, maybe it goes six or seven games. Hey, I still believe if the Raptors pull out game one, it, it, they win the series. But, hey. But, you know, that's obviously. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it, they didn't happen, so. But we can only go on assumptions. Yeah. We, we, we know what happened. And from what we know now, the the big question is where will LeBron James play? Well, that's that's not that's not the only thing. The report came out after Game Four that apparently he played games two, three, and four with a broken hand. Yeah, after uh, punching something in the locker room after yeah. Game One. I feel like it was not J.R. Smith that he punched. Yeah, big facts. Uh, <laughs> it was not. Uh, I feel like. Brian Windhorst shouldn't even have came out and said anything. I mean, maybe they would ask. I mean, if LeBron came to the press conference with the with the cast on, they would have asked. But other than that, I don't think he should have even reported it. What, what do you think is the importance? Because he played. You know, what's the importance of, of releasing that information? I mean, I understand, obviously, it's a story. 
you know, that he played with a broken hand. I get that. But once once you report that after the series, then it's almost Irrelevant. it's almost like you're making it like you're you're making an that's excuse what, for him. That's that's exactly what that's exactly what I said. Like there was no point in reporting it because basically you're making it seem like it's an excuse. And also, I mean, even even if they would if we would have reported it after game one that he punched it, we'd all we'd all been looking at LeBron like, oh, you dumb as hell. Why did why is you punching a a wall or a blackboard in the, in the NBA Finals? Like that's dumb as hell. It makes sense if if they win a series and then they report it, you that's fine because it's saying oh, okay, well, or even if they reported it at a at a later time. But to report it as soon as the series is over, it's almost like, okay, LeBron didn't play well in game. Well, he only took, what, 13 shots in game four? Yeah. And so maybe it's it's a way for people to say, well, you know, what if he never broke his hand? Or, you know, what if they win game one and this never happens to his hand? That's what I'm Damn, saying. They, it's, they it's, make, that, it's that a difference maker. It's basically, it's basically an excuse, and I, I guess the the LeBron lovers are going to say, "You see how great he was, even with a broken hand." So imagine him playing with not a broken or, or, or whatever. However, they're going to twist it, but it's basically irrelevant. I mean, they got swept, which I think da- I, it don't really damage his legacy, but I feel I. I feel like if you're that great of a player, you have to win at least one game in the NBA Finals. I mean, we all we all know the Cavs were going to lose, but to get swept, every great player can get you one game. Well, I, I'm, I won't lie. I think that he did get him a game. I think game one was theirs to win. He couldn't control the outcome at that point. He the could've. ball, the ball was in Jr.'s hands. I mean, obviously, every, obvi- obviously, if you don't let it get to that point. And you ought to, and you already have the win set and like set. You don't have to worry about the uh, one. You don't have to worry about it coming down to a call between you know the or with the refs. And then you don't have to worry about you know is George Hill going to hit this free throw? And if not, is J.R. Smith going to be able to or is somebody else going to be able to rebound it and put it back or put him in a position to win? Right. I'm, well, I mean. I'm not even. I don't even blame J.R. Smith on the game one loss. Oh, so because, I, I, I most definitely do. Because there, there is not a hundred. There's no. There's no proven fact that they're that they'll make the shot. No, it's it's no proven. But at least give give them a, a good attempt, because he could have put the ball back up. It's a, it's a high percentage shot right there. KD was right there. He was gonna block. He was gonna probably block the shot. He can pump fake draw foul. One or he ran out, and if you saw where he ran out to, Clay Thompson had fell back and ran towards LeBron. J.R. Smith had a, a wide open shot. It's not. No, it's not. It's not like it's a pickup game where you have to take the ball back to clear it. Okay, so he could he could have even stepped out and took an eighteen foot jump shot. Okay, so if he if he he do, had enough space no, for that. Yeah, if he does that, and he misses. Everybody's still gonna look at him. Why didn't you pass the ball to LeBron? J.R. Smith was in the lose lose situation. It just makes it worse because he didn't get a shot. No, off. no, it it it. It's not a lose lose situation because if he at least attempts a shot, people can say, "Hey, 
we will live with that because no. we were in a position to win. No, they're they if, if you're a Cleveland fan, they they were not or, buying that. They or would, a member of the Cavaliers, you say we were in a position to no. win if he makes that shot. No, hell, if George Hill hits the free throw, it's no guarantee that they win. Exactly, because Steph Curry can he can shoot from half court. Exactly, and it was still what four seconds left. Yes, yeah. So and what and what about overtime? I mean, did did LeBron not 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 show up in overtime? They they still had a chance to go on and play uh, to, to win the game. Well, I think, it's not it's not it's not like they were down and they needed to get the final shot off. No, if they they had a shot, like I said, there's no guarantee they make the shot, so they was probably gonna go to overtime anyway. Well, I think I think by that point LeBron had already exerted all his energy, and I think that going to overtime sucked the life out of that team. Hey. That's on. That's on them. But and, and okay, you you give all right. Game one, you you want to use that? I, I, I'm still not giving him a pass for game one. Game three, there ain't no way you lose. You supposed to lose a game when Steph Curry only has terrible shooting and only scores 11 points. Kevin you, Durant had 43 that game. Why didn't Durant? Why didn't? Why, why didn't LeBron guard Durant? It just look, LeBron. He was in a position where he didn't have to guard because they look George Hill no, did. He a didn't have to guard. No, he didn't have to guard if, KD. If, if if Durant is going off, wouldn't you? Do you, don't you want your best player to, to defend him? You want your best defender to defend which, him, which was LeBron in in, in Cause, that, in that cause situation. You, your best player offensively might not be be your best defender, or it might just be a, a better matchup somewhere else. LeBron's LeBron's the best player in, in on the planet. That's that's correct. You're, and I, you're, you and, you, I, and I'm not mano y mano Durant versus LeBron. Yeah, and he guarded him uh, he in 2000. He, was it 2012 when they won the first title? Why didn't he guard him in Game Three? Look, you got to ask Tyron Lue that. Ask LeBron. It, it, no, I'm, I I, I want to know. Like like, yeah, you got you got you got to fight through those screens. That week that weak ass screen that Curry came and set. No, that wasn't. That wasn't. No. But I mean, you step up and take the challenge. But, but look if you at game. Be the if you if you look at game one, they switched off all the time. George Hill w- was doing a pretty good job of guarding him in game one and two. But game three is when he went off. Game three is when is when he went off. And I, in Cleveland, and game three was was the, the I believe the second big like they had to win that game already being down two uh, zero to yeah. to the Warriors. I mean that was. That was the make or break game. Yeah, that was the game to let you know whether or not they were like it was over. I seen, I told, I seen it before. But like I said, I seen it with, with the Raptors. They mentally, they mentally lost it after game one, game three, game two. They came, I got blown out like the Cavs did. Yeah, game three, they had to win. They lost a heartbreaker. Game four, it was a wrap. They, you, you knew, you knew once they lost game three, they had no shot in game four. So, so another, uh, another story from the finals that I. I I don't want to put too much into it, but I, I think it's interesting. I mean, because obviously LeBron is three and six in the finals now, but on the other, on on the opposite end of, of that, you have Steph Curry, who is now what three and one in the finals. Correct. And he has no Finals MVPs. Correct. He's a two-time regular season MVP award winner. He has broken the three-point attempt and makes for makes. regular season and yeah. in NBA Finals. Yeah. Yeah. But no Finals MVPs now. He was carried. 
and and this is this is the question that I asked. You scared? And I I asked it on Twitter because um some somebody had posted it uh you know talking about they didn't care that or that Curry didn't win Finals MVP doesn't take away from his legacy in any way. Child, please. But when I when I think about it, the last time that he lost in the finals, it was right before KD got there. And it was to LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Mm-hmm. If KD doesn't go to Golden State, do mm-hmm. you think that Steph Curry ever, do you believe that he will win another uh, finals? No. If KD doesn't go to, if KD does not go to Golden State, the Warriors arguably might not might not even have made it to the finals because last year, if it wasn't for Kawhi getting Kawhi get got hurt, they still had a good shot to lose. Oklahoma City would have still been yeah right a there. Prominent Houston, team. Houston would have been even better. It's 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 not it's not a given fact that the Warriors get get back to the NBA Finals and. The Cavs seem the Cavs seem arguably seem to figure out how to beat the Warriors without minus before they added Kevin Durant. I mean, yeah, losing Draymond for one game, but you still had what three other games he played in after that after that one sus- suspension, and he and you still two of them two of them was at was at home, and you still lost them. So LeBron and Ke- LeBron and Kyrie essentially figured out how to beat the Warriors without. That's why they had to go get Kevin Durant. Yeah, and I won't lie. Even in game one, I because uh, Steph had what twenty eight game one, mm-hmm. and it was, and I'm like, it's twenty eight, but it still seems like it was something off. Because second half, he really wasn't anywhere to be found. Clay Thompson made a lot of big shots in game one. Clay Thompson made a lot of big shots in game one, especially down the stretch. You know, because a lot of people were concerned because he had the, you know, the knee injury, ankle or, or the ankle. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. After uh, Hillman Jr. collided, collided. Yeah. but it's—I don't know. I don't know if it's something about. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic. When I can, I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. At the finals moment, it is, I don't want to say like the, the stage is too big for him because it's obviously not. I mean, the, the first championship, obviously Andre Iguodala deservingly so. One finals MVP and KD deserve, bro. Every, no, K, no, KD does it. He definitely no, but, deserves. But everybody saying because the moment they announced KD, everybody say, "Oh, Steph got robbed. Steph got, bro. You, you, you cannot drop. A, you cannot drop eleven points in the crucial game three and expect to win finals MVP. Not when KD goes out there and basically wins that game for you. Oh yeah, and that's that's no doubt at all that he won that game for him. And then and then everybody say, "Oh, he made up for the game four. You can't, okay, you can't, but you cannot sleep. That's, one, that's you can, one game. I'm saying, and you cannot sleep. KD had a triple-double in game four. Yeah. KD stayed consistent. Even, they won't say game one. KD still had 26, 8, and 7. He just shot bad from the field, but he still had those numbers. He was consistent throughout these four games. 
Curry was consistent for three. Case closed, in my opinion. Well, two and a half. Game one, he was he was only consistent for the first half. All right, if you want to say that, but yeah, still, Durant was scoring wise consistent in all of them, in all the games. Case closed, in my opinion. Well, now that the finals is over, next thing we got coming up is the NBA draft, and the reason that's important locally is a few of the local uh, guys are currently auditioning for the NBA. Trayvon Blewett uh, being one, just had a workout uh, with Dallas and then flew over to Boston for a workout. Jacob Evans recently had a workout with the Los Angeles Lakers. Mm -hmm. Took a picture with Magic Johnson, even put it on Twitter. And UC Barstool tweeted out, said that Jacob Evans took a picture with a fan after working out with the Lakers, just the fan happened to be Magic Johnson. And Gary Clark earlier this week had, or last week had uh, a workout with the Indiana Pacers. So Jacob Evans is is a very interesting player to me in this draft, and I think that he could be a very good player in the NBA. I don't know if he's a difference maker on the team. Like, uh, I don't know if he'll be a starter or an All Star even. But I think he'll he'll be a guy who can go in and be a role player and probably be in the league for a decent amount of time. I agree with that. Uh, I mean, I view him as basically, uh, and I see an article came out that he, that he wants to be more. But essentially, Jacob Evans is going to be a three and defense, three and D type of player. Can shoot the three ball and and defend. Yeah, and he can he can essentially guard what the one through three position, maybe a four. Nah, he can't go. He can't not 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 in the NBA. Not in the NBA. He can't guard four. Yeah, but yeah, one one, one three, two three, which which isn't bad. And like I said, if as long as that as long as he's shooting consistently well from three, like I said, he can he can he can have a a, a long lasting career. So what what three teams do you believe would be the best situation or fit for Jacob Evans? Uh. It will have to be somewhere where he can go and 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 learn. Like it has to be a, a good under a good coach. Uh, so maybe uh, I, I seen some ladies my draft. They they got him dropping down to the second round now. But maybe uh, a veteran team. Um, somebody like Golden State. Obviously, I mean you want that's a chance, but he he kind of. Fits in there with system. Fits with being a three three and D type type play. Uh, maybe Houston. Um, I don't even though he worked out with the Lakers. I really don't see him fitting in with it because I mean Lakers still they're still trying to find their identity. So uh, Dallas wouldn't be a, wouldn't be a bad fit either. Rick Carlisle is, is definitely a great is definitely a great coach. Can uh. Definitely uh, coaches guys up, but um, yeah. So Warriors, Warriors, uh, Mavs, and who I say? Who else I say? I forget third. Uh, I forgot third time I said. But honestly, I, no matter who drafts him, I don't think he'll be on the NBA roster right away. I think they'll stash him down in the G League. 
the um when I see when when I picture him being on a team with his skill set and like his height, because he's on list at six four. Yeah, and I I think he is maybe closer to six three. Yeah, but with his height and his skill set, and and I will say one thing uh, after saying the team. So I think, but I think the San Antonio Spurs would be interesting to me. That would be, I mean, obviously, I think it'll be, it'll even fit kind of their character. Mm. The guy who gets drafted kind of later, but then he he comes in, plays really well, uh, learns the system, is coachable, and he just he basically comes out of nowhere. You know, plays better than what people expected. So that's for me. That's one team. Two, I think the Minnesota Timberwolves. I think I mean they they need guys that can that can shoot consistently from the perimeter, and I mean the the coaching obviously no, I don't, is is centered around defense. And I, I mean yes, I think Jacob Evans' defense is good, but I don't I don't I just don't think he'll be able to. to Draw that many minutes up in up in Minnesota, especially with the with the guards starting ahead of him. Well, I mean, I think with I mean with it being an interesting situation with, uh, I mean, because Jeff Teague is okay, but I think he's underproducing. So I yeah, think, but he but he's a point guard. I don't see Evans being an NBA point guard. I think he could get minutes at point guard though. I, I, I honestly do. I mean, if nah, you nah. and that goes back to what I was gonna say. You know, one thing that I think benefits him a lot going into the draft, is that he'll be able to play like the one or the two. And the reason I say this is because Mick Cronin allowed him to play point guard, you know, a lot, especially towards the end of the season. And that was the one thing that he had, you know, and I, and I always believe that he's – Sean Kilpatrick could have got drafted in the, in the NBA instead of being an undrafted uh, free agent. And I believe that the, the one thing that – the one piece of his game – that he that hurt him was his ability to dribble and create shots, which Evans struggles at too as well. But he's better. I mean, he, yeah, he's better he's, than Kilpatrick. He's yeah. better than what Kilpatrick Patrick was, was yeah. coming out of college. But that's because the way Mick Cronin ran the system, he always had the point guard to to distribute the ball, and basically Kilpatrick just ran off of screens and. Did it, you know, basically was a catch and shoot guy. Yeah. And that hurt him because when Kilpatrick got, you know, into the NBA system, with his height and everything, he had to be a point guard. He couldn't be a two or a three in the NBA. He had to be able to, he had to find, and he had to learn that, you know, and obviously he de- he developed and grew and became a better player after, you know, maturing. But I think with Jacob Evans, with Mick Cronin allowing him to play point guard, that really that benefits him. So I think that you know San Antonio is obviously a, a would be an interesting place for him to go. Minnesota, in my opinion, would be a place where I could see him uh, excelling at. And I, th- I I will agree with you. I think Dallas would be interesting. It would be interesting from a standpoint of they're kind of on they're not 
a, a veteran team like they once were a few years ago, but they're kind of like in the middle. They have a few veteran guys that are around there that can help groom the younger guys. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I, I think, I mean, obviously they, they have them listed going second second round. I think, you know, the I, I think he will get drafted, but I, th- I think it'll probably be closer to the back end of the second round. Yeah, and like I said, like the final fifteen picks, and I and like I don't like I don't see him starting the NBA season on an NBA roster. Like I said, I think he'll be in, he'll be in a G League, and then maybe later on, and later depending on how well he performs down there, he can have a chance to get called up. I think it'll be the I think it'll be depending on on how uh, summer league goes for him. Yeah, I mean, but you, I mean, yeah, summer, but you can't really put too much emphasis into summer league. You you can, but you can also look at you know what a team's needs, you know, and then if injuries happen, you know, could they possibly get him on a roster just to even if it's just to fill it? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it'll if that will result in a lot of minutes early on in the season, but I mean, I, I think that you know just based upon a, a team's needs would would uh would determine that. But in other news, the Reds they didn't get swept. They avoided the sweep. Do we really have, do we really have to talk about the Reds? We do. Do we? We do. Look, they avoided getting swept today. They they beat the St. Louis Cardinals. They were on the what a thirteen game losing streak to the Cardinals, and that ended today. They they beat them six to three. Whoop de do. Are you are you not happy? I could care less about this red season. I, I, honestly, I mean they're they're terrible. This Sclafani gets his first win with I them mean, being the, I mean, the Cardinals. I'm, I'm glad I'm glad to see he he he's came back and and still shows he he has he has a lot left to prove. So yeah, that, that, that's a that's a bright, that's a bright a shining moment for the Reds. Yeah. But they start the next series. It's, it's a short series against the Kansas City uh, Royals. Start. They start uh, on Tuesday. They play it's eight fifteen first pitch, and you can hear that on a uh, seven hundred WLW, our sister station. Mm-hmm. And you'll you'll be producing that game. Unfortunately, that's not in as a, a a beautiful baseball. But I mean, it's it's really not much to say. I mean, obviously the Reds are who they are this year. They, they won't improve much if any at all uh but i mean they got the royals coming up for a short stint then they got uh they're on the road at pittsburgh then they come home uh for two series they got a short one against detroit and the cubs and then they go to atlanta june 25th through the 27th uh, stop right now because you just reminded me of how long baseball is just just stop reading just stop reading the schedule that's uh oh my gosh all right. Shout out to the Reds for winning today. Yeah, no, but no, it's, it's definitely you know a big deal ending a a thirteen game losing streak. Uh, so congratulations to them, Mr. Hamilton. Shot shots on me. You know where we hang out at. <laughs> <laughs> and he means Jello shots <laughs> of of just pure Jello and joy. Amen to that. <laughs> uh, but you know what you you know was not a, a long season, but it's coming back. Football, that's right. Mandatory mini camp. 
Everybody's excited for mandatory minicamp. Hmm. It starts Tuesday, Cincinnati Bengals. Wow. And before we talk about the Bengals, did you hear about Earl Thomas? I have not. Earl Thomas, he sent out a letter saying that he will not be participating in the mandatory workouts with the Seattle Seahawks because he feels that he deserves a new contract. And I believe it, I believe he deserves it as well. He said he wants to remain with the Seattle Seahawks throughout the rest of his career. If But he just wants to uh, get a new deal done. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And this could possibly be his, his final contract. You know, if, Big if, facts. It's, if it's long term. Big facts. Um, obviously, I, I think he'll be a Hall of Fame player. Big he's, facts. You know, he's one of the best safeties in the NFL still. So hopefully they can get that done. But with the Cincinnati Bengals... Going into minicamp, are you excited, Taryn? Eh, it's just minicamp. I'll I'll be I'll be more I'll be more happy next month when real camp starts. How do you feel about mandatory minicamp being right? What a month before training camp? I don't. I think that's something that like that's something certain guys should be excluded from. It shouldn't be mandatory minicamp. It should be. You know, I guess it'll be the same thing as OTAs if it wasn't mandatory, right? But come, like, do you really believe AJ Green needs to go to mandatory minicamp? Not at all. Do you think? Well, Andy Don probably should go, but I mean, I don't know if it's necessary because I mean, guys are out here getting hurt. Hunter Henry again for the San Diego Chargers is done for the for the entire year, and that was in OTAs. Like mandatory minicamp should be for guys that are in their first three years, and there's still there's still some things they need to tweak out. You know, maybe they they didn't do much this off season, or maybe they just want to work on you know diving into the playbook more. That's who, it. Shouldn't be mandatory minicamp for everybody. That's what I'm saying. If you've been in the league longer than five years, I don't feel like you should you need to attend. Yeah, That's I mean, just me. What is AJ Green gonna? I mean, I mean, obviously he's not a perfect player, but AJ Green is one of the top ten players in this position. You, you could debate top five, right? Yeah. Why is he? Why? Why does he need to come to mandatory minicamp? What if he? You know, and and, and Lord forbid it, it were to happen, but you know, what if he? What if he? You know, hurts his knee or hurts his foot or you know? I mean, he had shoulder injuries in the you know in the past. What if something were to happen there? You know what I mean? Yeah. That mandatory minicamp is. I understand it's exciting that because it's closer to training camp coming, and you obviously probably want to be around the guys. So yeah, maybe he comes, but is it mandatory that he come? No, that's what I said. Wake me up. Wake me up when July gets here and real training camp begins, where they're in pads like three times, three times throughout the week. Like mandatory minicamp, what they're they're probably just in helmets, yeah, helmets and t-shirts and shorts. Yeah, seven on seven basically. 
Yeah, I mean, that's essentially what it is. And can't be too physical out there. Go through some plays. And, it's, I mean, it's basically a way for people to say, oh, A.J. Green in, in mandatory minicamp today, yeah. it caught a caught a a crazy pass from Andy Dalton yeah. on and, a fade route. I mean, and, and to your point you were making uh, a few weeks ago when they had uh, OTAs, uh, Green, he got a little banged up at that time. He had he had to he he turned an ankle, so he had to sit out the rest of the practice. So I don't get honestly, I could care less about mandatory training camp. Like, I, eh, it is what it is. But in speaking with the Bengals, I, I had a question because I was on NFL dot com and Bucky Brooks, uh, he wrote a piece about the top five running back committees for the upcoming year for two thousand eighteen nineteen, and. I'll ask you about the top five, like about his top five, and if you feel like Joe Mixon, Giovanni Bernard should be in the company of any of these. Come on, come come on. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We because it's it's only it's a it's a prediction, you know. It's 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 who he believes will be the the top five running back committees, right? This year, for this year this coming up, coming up. So no, at number one. Deservingly so, Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram, even though Mark Ingram is currently dealing with a suspension for substance abuse. Uh, Devontae Adams and Tevin Coleman at number two. Number three is where it's interesting. Derrick Henry and Deion Lewis. We mm. know what we know what they're both capable of, but this would be the first time they've played together on the same team. I mean, Deion Lewis coming from New England, obviously being in a different situation. Now, I don't, you know, I don't know what it'll be in Tennessee. And Derrick Henry, it'll be his first year as a feature back, right? Facts. Big facts. All right, number four, Jordan Howard and um, Tariq Cohen. Boo. Well, they had a really good year, what, two years ago? Boo. And then number five, Rex Burkhead and James White. Rex Burkhead. Oh, and and Sonny Michelle, so it's like a a, a three headed monster basically, but that's interesting. Former Cincinnati Bengal Rex Burkhead uh, had a pretty good year last year with uh, the Patriots. I mean, with the goat at at the helm. Yeah, I mean, but obviously, I think a lot of people had predicted that you know once he signed there, because even before he signed with the Patriots, a lot of people speculated that's where he would end up because of his skill set and the way that their system is run. So do you think that Joe Mixon, no. Giovanni Bernard, no. is is better no. or just as good as any of no. these five committees? No, 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 no. Well, see, I, I don't believe that. I think I, I definitely think they could be better than Derrick Henry and Deion Lewis. They I, can. I mean, I, I, I don't see yeah. – I mean – my my opinion, yeah, you scratch them out. I I I'll definitely I'll insert Latavius Murphy and Dalvin Cook. Yeah, no, and and look, I'm I'm right there with you, but I'm saying for Mixon and Bernard, are they better? I think they're better than Derrick Henry and Deion Lewis. I think yeah, they're gonna yeah. have a better year. They could be better than them, but it doesn't mean they they deserve to be the top five. Yeah, no, and I can name probably five other running back committees 
that that'll be better than Derrick Henry and Deion Lewis. Yeah. For this upcoming season. Yeah. I I I mean I respect Bucky Brooks because I think he he does a great job of analyzing the talent and you know the way he breaks down plays is magnificent. I I mean I watch a lot of NFL Network, uh, but I I think this is a reach. This is a. Bucky, uh, Bucky Bruce might have been on that yak when he made this list. Nah, yeah. He might have been on that yak. You know what I mean? Might have been on Derrick Henry and Deion Lewis. It just, it sounds like it'll be, I don't even want to say it sounds promising, but hmm. I'm, I could literally name, I, I would put Todd Gurley by himself. I mean, even though who they, they had to, uh, the running back in who was the the backup running back in St. Louis? Oh, uh, Trey Mason. No, Trey Mason's not there anymore. They they had a it was like a rookie from last year, but I mean I will put them above Derrick Henry. Like you said, I mean it, it, it's it's plenty of running backs. I mean you uh I'll even put Kareem Hunt and Spencer Ware. You know Spencer's coming off ACL injury. I still think he's still. Have a, has a lot to prove. I think he'll he'll have a, a a phenomenal bounce back year, and to go along with Kareem Hunt, who's proven proving what he can do. I mean, I'll put that ahead of Derrick Henry and Deion Lewis. The Philadelphia Eagles just had one of the, the the best running games in the NFL last year, and they're bringing back three of the four running backs that they used last year. Why are they not in the top five? Because Bucky broke us off that yak. I I I just I didn't get it. Uh, Been on that yak. I, I, well, maybe I, a little gin and juice. May, <laughs> shit. Uh, you could, Carlos Hyde and Duke Johnson. Yeah, big facts. They could be in there. Big facts over over Derrick Henry and Deion Lewis. Hey, hey, we'll see. All right, but Taryn, we'll see. We, we have something new for the people. And hold on, 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 hold on. What? We we have something new for the people. It's it's a, a brand new segment. A, a brand new segment. What? <laughs> just started. This is we're just introducing it for for this show. And it's the top five moments of the week. To question it or not to question it. Obviously, the name of the show is Don't Question Yourself. Yep. So, number one, Terrell Owens is reportedly turning down going to the Hall of Fame enshrinement in Canton. What? In August. Do you question Do you question it or do you not question that? What? Do you question it or do you not question it? What? I question it. And why? Like, man, I know T.O. is he, he's he's mad at the he's he's mad at the voters for for basically not inducting inducting him as the first ballot Hall of Famer. But when you go into the Hall of Fame, they don't introduce you, or when anybody mentions you as being a Hall of Famer, they don't tell you. Second ballot Hall of Famer Terrell Owens, third ballot Hall of Famer Terrell Owens, 
fourth ballot. They, they don't mention you by which ballot you in. They just mention Hall of Famer. And this is the chance where you where you can honor where you can give thanks to everyone that's helped you get to where you are uh get to where you are now. Uh and I was listening to uh, Sh- Shannon Sharp uh on Undisputed earlier this week uh, talking about this. And basically he said if if TO feels like you have wronged him in any type of way, he will never he will never forgive you. He will never forgive you for it. He'll hold you to it to this day. And that's what I feel he's doing with the with the NFL writers and everybody who voted for him. And honestly, for him not to for him not to go to the ceremony is disrespectful, in my opinion. Like I said, it's not ju- it's not just a moment for you. The Hall of Fame is a chance for like I like I said, it's a chance for you to thank everyone who's helped you get to where you are. To, uh give thanks to your grandmother, uh your mother, the people who raised you, your coaches, everybody. And and, and more importantly to the fans. Like we want to like that's one reason I wanted to go to the, to the Hall of Fame. I want to see Terrell Owens. He's an implement part of why I love the game of football today. And going up and going up to can and watching the Hall of Fame ceremony and knowing that he's not he's not going to be there it sucks and with this move is basically just saying it's basically just proving every everyone right you're you're basically seeming like a a guy who just cares about himself basically yeah no I, I agree I, I question it too uh, I think that you have to go to the Hall of Fame assignment. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's that's. I mean, that's why you play the game. Yeah. I mean, well, you play to win, but you know, you play, you play, and you reflect on your career, and it's a chance just to, it's a chance to tell your story. Facts. You know, even though you can you can tell it on a football life, and they have all these documentaries, and but this is a chance to go out. In front of in front of everybody that loved to see you play, even if they hated to see you play, this is this is the chance to even even for everybody that didn't vote for you, this is the chance to, to make you a first ballot hall, hall of famer. This is your chance to to go out there and tell them exactly why you deserved to be a first ballot hall of famer, especially coming from a small school like Tennessee Chattanooga, like he did. I think that this would be the the greatest moment of his professional career and of it to pass up on it, I think it's something that he will ultimately regret if he doesn't. Yeah. And like you said, it just seems like it just seems like a selfish move. But we know T.O. I love me some me. He loves him some him. He's always gonna put himself first. And like I said, it, it sucks that he's not going to be there, like you said, because it's a chance for him to thank everybody. And the key word that you said, it's a it's a chance for him to tell his story. Yeah. In, in documentary, you're working with other producers and everything. To you might not be able to put everything in there, but for the, for that one moment in the Hall of Fame, you get to go out there and tell your story the way you want it to be told. Yeah, and you're robbing yourself of that chance. So hopefully. 
he somebody he talks to somebody and changes his mind because I'd love to see uh Terrell Terrell Owens Hall of Fame speech and him walk off stage and get that the gold jacket, but yeah, it, it's just sad and I definitely question it. Number two, I still don't know who won MVP at the NBA or Rookie of the Year. I feel like this is something that would have been announced like f- four weeks ago, five weeks ago, maybe. Right? Yeah. I still have no. They still have not mentioned this. Do you do you question the NBA or do you not question the NBA for this? What? What? Do you question the NBA or do you not question the NBA? For what? This? I definitely question the NBA. Uh. I liked it better when they announced it. What was it? Maybe, maybe as early as round two. Yeah, when, out of other playoffs. Yeah, that's when they announced it for Kevin Durant. Yeah, I, 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 I personally, I personally liked it when they announced it in the middle of the playoffs because that way you, like, these guys go back to maybe like wherever they want to have their 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 moment where they receive the award, and then a moment for the fans. At their home, at their home court, in during the playoffs, to receive the award, to, to get the award, and now you're having it. I believe it's next week. They ha- they have an NBA award show. They have a whole big show. I mean, last year they they first they did it for the first time last year, and they had Drake hosting, and they just had a, a big old award show out of it on TNT. And I I don't like it. I I, I just feel they're they're just doing too much. That's that's too extra. And NFL's doing it as does it as well. Yeah, but how many how many sports award shows do we really need? I mean, we got the SBs, and we got now we got to we have to deal with the the NFL awards uh, ceremony. Yeah, and now the NBA awards ceremony. Look, NHL. By by the time the MVP award, the the NBA ceremony comes around, people don't care about the NBA MVP anymore. Because yeah. so many other things are happening. The NBA draft is happening. Uh, NBA, uh, the the camps are happening. Like, that's... And my thing is, the season ended, 2018 season ended Friday. Yeah. The NBA war show is still next week. Nobody's checking for the NBA right now. No. I mean, the only thing that people will be looking forward to is the draft. Yeah. But... And you're st- and with the NBA war, honestly, I think you're, you're stealing... You could possibly even you could possibly be still in shine from the NBA draft, or the draft could 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 be more important than the NBA awards. Yeah, because we can at least if it, if you announce the award winner, uh, let's say round two or round three, round then two. yeah, then we can say okay, I don't feel like that was based on whether or not he won this uh this round of the playoffs. Yeah, because if James Harden doesn't win MVP this year. And LeBron wins MVP, then we can say, "Oh, did he win MVP just because he made it to the finals?" Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, and I, I agree with that because now you're, even though they say it's a regular season award, what waiting so long is waiting till after the NBA finals. It almost seems like you're you're taking into consideration what like what these guys did in the. In the playoffs, yeah. Because what if the what if this Philadelphia 76ers would have made it to the finals, right? Yeah. And let's say they give it to Ben Simmons. Then do we say, oh, well, are they factoring in uh, them going on to to the NBA Finals versus Utah with Donovan Mitchell losing in the second round? 
or you do it for coach for coach of the year. Uh, Dwayne Casey got swept in the second round, or you can give it to Brad Stevens, who came within one game of reaching the NBA Finals. Like, yeah, I I I, I don't like I don't like the I don't like the NBA award show. So I definitely question question it. Uh, Adam Silver has been great for the NBA. I love everything he's doing for the NBA, but this is a, this was a terrible decision. Terrible. And back with the NFL, Julian Edelman failed his drug test, and is now, right. <laughs> Julian Edelman failed his drug test. Right. Is now uh, facing suspension for four games. Child, and please. He says he doesn't know what happened. He d- doesn't know basically how he failed his drug test. Child, please. Do you question it? Hold on, hold on. Who in the blue hell are you? Who in the blue hell does Julian Edelman think he is? Like, you don't know how you failed your drug test? You don't know how you failed your drug test? I, I think it's pretty, I think it's, I think it's pretty easy. You know, it's a pass-fail thing. It's, <laughs> it's either, either you, you violated the league's substance abuse policy oh, or you did not. Man. I, I think this is it's a pass fail, right? I, I need I need to know if you don't know how if you don't know how you how you failed it or what happened, what type of drugs were you taking? You you can't study for that test. Man, what type what type of drugs was you doing? Yeah, he he failed it failed a PED test and says that he, he doesn't know what happened. So he's basically denying all uh allegations of him using PEDs. Bye, Felicia. So, hmm. well, we see. I mean, obviously, with Vontez uh, uh, Burfick uh, being in the same situation uh, this this season, begins to spend it for four games. Also, Mark Ingram right now facing a four game suspension for the same thing. Julian Edelman comes out and says, "I don't know what happened." Off the weed. It's stay off the weed. Stay off the weed, as my man Stephen A. Smith. Well, he, he, he fell for PED, so it's something that enhances performance. I don't, but I, I get what you're saying. I, I get the route that we're going with that. Look, look, dude. If you if you failed it, and and if you did take it, because look, and obviously he's coming off of the injury. So maybe he's been taking some steroids to help him with his recovery, or maybe he's been taking performance enhancing drugs. If if you look, if if you failed it, you you got to live with the consequences. It's not like you can, like in school, right? You fail a test, you can't go to the teacher and be like, "Well, I studied. I don't know what happened." Well, you didn't get the answers correct. That's what happened. You failed, so you have to live with that F, right? Take the four game suspension. That's all you can do. So I, I definitely question it. I th- think that him coming out, look, if you failed the, the drug test and they ask you about it, you know, reporters start asking you about it around the locker room, just say, you know, right now it's an unfortunate situation that, you know, I'm going through. If you want to appeal it, appeal it and leave it at that. But don't come out and say, I don't know what happened. It's a pass-fail thing, Julian. And 
forgive me. We may have to go in and edit this out, but for Julian Edelman for PEDs, I just, I just, I just want you to 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 know the side effects. I was like, well, what's the side effect? That was like, uh, it make your neck letter. Make your dick little. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, it, Side of uh, it, it, it's look. It's, it's consequences. Hey, you you got it's consequences to it, Julian. You, you hey. got to live with them. Big facts. So I, I'm gonna have to question that one big time. <laughs> All right, and I I talked about it earlier. With minicamp coming uh, coming up this week, Earl Thomas said he won't attend minicamp without a new contract. Do you question it or do you not question it? I don't question it. Yeah, I, I don't question it either. It's I don't think it's anything to question in this situation. Um, I think they're making it a bigger deal than it is. It's, it, look, it's a mandatory minicamp, and and like I like I said earlier. It shouldn't be mandatory for anybody that's been in the league, especially as long as Earl Thomas has been. Big facts. This guy's he's he's an All Pro safety, he, he, Super Bowl award winner, still a top five safety in the NFL. And I just want to remind y'all of the first year Brett Favre signed with the play with my Vikings. He did not report to any of the camps, and he went on and led us to the NFC Championship that year. All I'm saying is camps don't hurt. I mean, not attending camp doesn't really. Oh, it's it's, it's not a big deal. Yeah. I, I, I don't question it at all. I, I think what they need to do is give him a new contract, even if it's not a long term, because I know he's an older safety. It doesn't have to be a long term. Just give him a, a contract that's that's front-loaded and, and let him play it out. If you want him to remain the Seattle Seahawks, for the remainder of his career, give him a new contract, show him that you appreciate his time and his, his hard work with the organization. He's been a consistent player. He's been a consistent leader on and off the field for the organization. The Legion of Boom is no longer there. This is the literally the the only piece you have remaining from that secondary unit on the team now. So just pay the man. Pay him or trade him. Do something. Yeah, but don't. It's it's not a big deal. Like if he doesn't go to mandatory mini camp, he wants to be paid. He should be paid. And if you don't feel that he's he he's worth it, then yeah, you know, do as such. Trade him. There are plenty of teams out there right now that that are. More than happy to, I'm sure to, to put in the trade for this man. Earl Thomas is uh, uh, one of the greatest safeties in NFL history. I said it, and I don't question it at all. But thank you for listening to Don't Question Yourself right here on ESPN1530.com. I am Mario Doremus. As always, I am Taryn Bland, and we always looking to see where the party's at.
Well, I mean, if, if it's a party, I probably know where it's at. I'm probably starting it. Well, you, you need to hit up your boy and, and, and let me know. Give me some details. Oh, I, I got you. And with that, we'll see y'all next week. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.